0: Hello and welcome to a November 29th edition of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, and I've got our guy, Kenny Taylor, here up with me to be able to take down a small but pretty impactful, large and lots of great options, three-game slate that is going to be blessing us on a Tuesday night. Kenny, how's it going, man? It's nice to uh, officially meet you get on a podcast together i know we've got uh you know all these other moving pieces around here but we've never really been on one together so how's it going
1: uh it's going pretty well man um just over here watching this um sun's king's game because i got a couple props on the line on that right now but looking to get into this nice little three game slate because i see some pretty good valuable pieces that are gonna be coming in play tomorrow
0: yeah no doubt i mean we uh so we got a couple of games here. Just looking at the totals, the good thing is, I mean, you often are looking in the games, and if there's one that looks like a clear blowout, sometimes it's one of those that you can kind of put to the side. But everything looks pretty close over here, so let's jump right into it. And just before we do that, for everyone that is watching, listening, all that together, if you haven't had a chance yet to jump on to the Sports Ethos DFS Pass, definitely. Get yourselves on there. Get that subscription in where you'll get access to all of the great content, the live injury report, which will always keep you ahead of the game, as well as access to our Discord side and really all the pros that work day and night to be able to get you all the value that's out there. But jumping right into the first game of the night, which is the New York Knicks taking on the Detroit Pistons. Looking at the total over here, 224.5, the Knicks favored to win by four. It's the second highest game total of the night from what I'm seeing so far. But in terms of players, Kenny, who are you liking on your side as far as either the Knicks or Detroit are concerned?
1: Um, when it comes to the Knicks, the first person I'm actually going to look at attacking is actually Jayla Brunson for 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, Detroit against point guards or just any scoring guard in general just been... Great for fantasy value. Um, Outside of that, I really need to wait and hear about the news from Detroit. Since if Boban is out, I mean, Bogdan is out, Bay is probably going to be another piece that I'm going to be locking into about 50% of my lineups. For 5,700, he's a high usage player, especially if you have Stewart, Bagley, Bogdanovich, Cade, um i know i'm probably missing a couple pieces but Mm -hmm. he should be the highest usage player on the piston side um outside of that how about yourself you like any of these plays yeah no doubt i mean i'm
0: right on board with you as far as brunson's concerned i mean 7700 that gravy train just keeps on rolling at this point it's had three straight games now where he's sitting at 45 dk points or higher and i mean until he gets to really the 8,000 mark i feel pretty confident locking him in most nights here I mean, you've seen he's done quite well in the two games that he's gone up against Detroit nearly put up 40 DK points in that so he's definitely up in there for me I also like myself a little bit of RJ Barrett it's just kind of how it's worked out especially given the fact that it's likely to be a pretty close game he himself is coming in pretty hot over the last three games given his price tag again 38 41 36 DK points in that so Mm -hmm. definitely kind of the two uh, guys as far as New York's concerned and I'm right there with you as far as Detroit's concerned there's just so many in uncertainty really as far as the uh, injury is concerned we've got about four questionable guys there we know for sure kate is out uh, i'm i'm really looking at the marvin bagley side of things because if he is actually out i expect jalen Duren to get finally get like the full start the full kind of boat of minutes that uh, i've been waiting for him to really really be able to lock on to uh, some of the kind of per minute production that he's shown us so I mean, if he's sitting at his 3,800, he's going to get that opportunity to start. Definitely uh, feeling pretty good about uh, about Jalen Durant side, about doing quite well for his uh, for his DK points as well. But moving on to the uh, the second game on there, then and the big one probably of the night, the one that most people are going to be really excited about watching in real life, and even the betting side is really just showing it as a coin flip. The World Golden State Warriors taking on the Dallas Mavericks, the highest. Game total of the night being told at 227. The uh, Golden State Warriors being favored to win this by one. And really, just there's so many ways that you can potentially go about doing this. I mean, if we're looking at the kind of value that we saw in the first game over here, maybe you have the money to be able to really lock into the studs here. I mean, you got Curry at 107, Doncic at 126. Who are you looking at as far as the uh, studs are concerned, Kenny? In terms of really where you're going to be putting your money?
1: Um, honestly, I really do feel like this is one of these games where I'm going to be kind of under against the rest of the field. Um, Trick at 12 sets, he is a great option always, but I really don't feel like this is somebody I would want to be spending 25% of my salary on. Um, so, outside of Christian Wood and probably, um... Dorian Finney-Smith, I really don't see myself exposing myself to too many pieces in this game. Yeah,
0: that's completely fair. I mean, I I would say, as as you said, they're all pretty fairly priced for where they're at. Uh, It's one of those things, especially I find in in three game slates where, I mean, if you're you're trying to find the value in all these other spots, you you at some point want to have some exposure, at least in my mind, potentially of the guys who could have the highest raw scoring points of the night. But I'm right there with you as far as Christian Wood is concerned. And we saw him get to start the second half in the last game, finally get his minutes up into an area where he probably should be at pretty consistently given the fact that they uh, picked him up as their big kind of free agent acquisition over the summer. But it's just been off there. But 6,700, lots of upside over there. He just really needs to get into those uh, into those consistent minutes to be able to hit that. So definitely where I'm looking over there. And then as far as the uh, Golden State side of things are concerned, I mean, it's a bit of a coin flip and probably more of a GPP, but I just have a soft spot in my mind always of, of Jordan Poole. I always just like <laughs> having that opportunity to be able to take him. Obviously, he's coming off two great games on on his side there. And for me, I'm just looking at his field goal percentage always because it's one of those things where he is, to me, one of the streakier shooters in the league, and he's on a hot streak right now. 46% in the game before, 53 from the field in the game. Other than that, so I mean, we know his... Ancillary stats are never going to be anything great, but if he's putting up those uh, big scoring nights on there, for someone sub 6K who probably is going to still be getting, you know, a boatload of usage at that two guard position, not not a bad spot as far as I'm concerned. The so moving right on last game of the night, the LA Clippers taking on the Portland Trail Blazers, a 215 and a half game total on this one. The Portland Trail Blazers given a three point spread as the favorites coming into this one. Again, looks like the lowest scoring game of the night, but to me, a number of pretty interesting mid-tier, low uh, kind of value picks here that could actually do pretty well. But uh, what are you thinking on your end? Um,
1: um, like As a Clipper fan, I have to say it's a little bit biased, but this is my favorite <laughs> game on the slate. But actually with the pricing, I'm really thinking that a lot of these mid-salary players are going to be two or three players i'm going to be rostering in my lineup uh when it comes to the portland side of course i like their big two with um simons and grant but i also like an ex clipper in this matchup with um justice winslow Uh, when it comes to the clipper side of course it's going to be the mids her options powell and morse maybe even a little bit of terrence mann but my Favorite player on this slate is actually for 3,200, and I'm probably going to be having him about 80% of my lineups, and that's the Ets Trailblazer, Robert Covington.
0: I mean, that's a, that's, pretty, that's a call out there. I mean, Robert Covington, to me, should be playing minutes kind of throughout. I just don't get the rotation, but he's finally got 21 and 20 minutes out there. So, I mean, as a Clifford fan, tell me, what's what's going on with Covington's minutes, man? Because I feel like I should have him in more places, but they just don't play him, man.
1: I mean, you can only do so much when you have about 10 wings on a <laughs> NBA team. Right. Um so minutes are kind of hard to come by. Um also when it comes to the younger players, Amir Coffee, Brandon Boston, we need to get them some minutes, Terrence man. But with the injuries that's happening, um if Zubac gets into fell trouble, I really don't see any other options we have for center outside of Moses Brown. Hmm and possibly Nicholas Patoon. But it's Ty Lue. You never know what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm right there with you, though. Covington was definitely one of the guys that had circled out here. I mean, he just has so much upside for a permanent production. You know all he really needs to do is get on the floor and, He'll just find ways to be able to rack up the stats uh, right there with the Terrence man as well. 4,800. He's taken a little bit of a price jump given the fact that he's had three solid games. But again, he's pretty much locked in to be somewhere near 30 DK points on a, on a night in night out basis until the Clippers do find themselves getting healthier. they just, no, they're going to be playing him mid to high minutes, as far as you know, mid to high thirty minutes really, as far as his uh, rotations concerned. So, forty-eight hundred, still happy to be able to go ahead and take him. He's getting that point guard, shooting guard eligibility, which gives you that little bit more flexibility of where he actually can fit him in onto the roster itself. And yeah, Justice Winslow, on the other hand, again yeah, forty-seven hundred, he is just probably the best defender on that team at this moment especially on the wings he's going to be going ahead and playing 38 to 40 minutes as we've been seeing in the last two games so even if he's not the greatest per minute production player just the volume of minutes that's coming out there is going to allow him to definitely get to uh, somewhere near their value so uh, I like those two picks in terms of uh, pure kind of point scoring because I mean someone's got to score at this point I've found myself Taking Jeremy Grant on a semi-regular basis as far as Portland's concerned, again, just a combination of where's the scoring going to come from, where's the field goal attempts going to come from. And you know that Grant is going to get anywhere between 16 to 20 field goal attempts a game, and then the rest of the stat line just kind of goes with that, especially if a shot is falling. He's finding himself hitting 13 threes in his last three games, which is definitely a bit you know i'd say above a bit of what he's been doing for a little while now but again he's just a, a guy who can get hot get explosive and on a mat in a matchup where i expect it's going to be a lot more kind of perimeter oriented just given how things are working out i expect he's going to do uh, pretty well as well uh, outside of that i mean any uh, any other key kind of plays overall or just kind of a, a strategy thought process are you finding yourself just going more mid-tier guys on this one, looking more for value, or just kind of avoiding the studs altogether here?
1: Um, With this one, if I'm playing cash, I'm just going to probably just plug in the two studs. Uh, But when it comes to GPP, I really think the mid-tier build is probably the best route to go, since on this slate you can build possibly a... mm, I really hate saying this when Luca and Steph is on the slate, but <laughs> you could take down a GPP with spending less than eight K on mm. every player in your lineup tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, and I mean, in a three, in a three team or three game slate oftentimes you'll find especially looking at the top there it's not really about spending all the way up to the front right it's just one of those where you're literally just picking who you is going to be doing the best on any given night given the uh, the value that you're hoping to get from their from their salary and really yeah i'm right there with you that mid-tier value tier is where i'm going to be very heavily focused on here and I'll throw in probably one or two lineups with Curry as well because, you know, if I don't take him, I feel like I'm just being disloyal to myself (laughs) when I have them all together. But last thing that we're going to be looking at today before we sign out is the Thrive Fantasy side of things. And again, if you're not on the Thrive Fantasy side, definitely get yourself on there now. Every day you're going to be entering uh, different lineups based on player props that are there over under for different points totals that you'll get depending on how risky a proposition is looking like. And then overall, just very similar to what you're doing on DraftKings FanDuel, just be able to take down the lineup based on who you have. So did you get a chance to look at the uh, the Thrive Fantasy thing? Anything that's uh, jumping out to you today as far as a prop is concerned?
1: Yeah, there was actually um, three props that actually stood out to me. Um, The first one was for the first game we talked about, and that was Jalen Brunson over 20.5 points. As I mentioned earlier, um, Detroit... Is just a field day for any point guard going up against them, especially with Cade and Ivory projected to be out. The second prop that actually caught my eye was Curry over 5.5 assists. Mm. Um, If I remember correctly, his assist rate is probably over 30% for the season. So when you get an opportunity to get that with a player who's going to get at least 30 minutes, Always take the over on that. And my final prop, I really hate doing this since I'm a Clipper fan, and that's Zubat less than 24.5 total points. I really do feel like this is a bad spot for him tomorrow night going against uh, Norkic. And I expect Norkic to have the better end of that matchup. How about yourself? Yeah, that's fair. And
0: I think especially with Zubots having just a monster game, of all monster games coming into it, a lot of people are probably going to be hoping to see if he doubles up on it. But I'm right there with you. I don't think it's a great matchup for him. Uh, the Luka Doncic one is actually one that I think will be uh, pretty interesting as well. 47.5 total for his points, rebounds, and assists. Again, a 227 total game night. A close game all the way through. You know Luka is going to be getting his usage up there, especially given the fact that he has Steph Curry sitting on the other end. So I like that for... Being over for 105 points, a pretty sweet spot there. And then the other side is the uh, Draymond Green one for 12 and a half total on rebounds and assists. I think he'll uh, pretty comfortably be over that, just given first of all his own form, coming off a great game, and in general just been dishing at a very high rate kind of throughout. But for 85 points, I believe that's a pretty uh, pretty fair one to be able to jump in and feel pretty good about to lock yourself in. But that brings us to the end. Like I said, a short and sweet slate, but lots and lots of options, lots of value, and really just lots of decisions for one to make just coming into it. And as always, keep an eye out on the injury report. Again, get yourself subscribed onto the Sports Ethos DFS Pass where you can get access to the live injury report. Get access to the Ask the Pros on the Discord where you'll always get the -the up-to-the-minute updates and predictions and everything else that goes with helping you take down the best gpp for myself harris Kamani, you can catch me on twitter at hak underscore devil where lots and lots of uh, last minute updates will always come out from my end as well just to see what exactly is going to be the best outcome here Uh, kenny where can they catch you on twitter
1: um, You can find me at Orange DFS on Twitter, and I'm always talking about all levels of basketball from EuroLeague to NBL to college. You're always going to hear me talking about basketball.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, looking forward to uh, seeing how you do on this slate. And for everyone else, let's take down some GPPs and we will see you on the next one.